Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Fashion School Dropout. Today we're going over a topic that's super important as you go through your career, whether you're fresh out of fashion school and you're trying to get your first job or internship, or if you're well-seasoned and you're looking to transition into a new role, and that's having a resume that's on point. Now, before we get started, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and leave a review if you enjoyed what you heard today. Now let's jump in. Now, before you get the job, you need to interview. And before you get, get an interview, you need to win over the hiring manager with your resume. And that's where I'm coming in to help. Now, I've applied to a lot of positions in my day. And I've gained so much experience learning what makes for a successful resume and what doesn't. So something seems so obvious, but you'd be surprised how many people make seemingly innocent mistakes that end up costing them their dream job. So let's go over a few of my top do's and don'ts of a successful resume, starting with the do's. Now, the first do is make sure that you spell check. Now, this one seems pretty obvious, but so many people have shut themselves out of a great opportunity by forgetting to do that last run through before they press send. Those who are hiring, they want to know that you're detail-oriented. That's one of the top skills that people look for. And if they think you don't triple-check what you send as far as basic words when you're typing something out, then what else are you going to look over? Now, the next mistake is including irrelevant experience. So if you're looking to get your first styling um, internship, Let's say you're reaching out to Monica Rose or Rachel Zell or Law Roach, Carla Welch. This isn't the place to talk about your babysitting gigs or, you know, your dog walking gigs. No shade. Those are all great side hustles. However, resume space is so precious. So you want to make every word count. Now, if you're just starting out, you can use this space to talk about any volunteer experience. Let's say you've helped out at fashion shows or if you were in a fashion club or maybe you participated in a charity event relating to you know, the fashion industry. So even if you have zero experience, which we all were at one point, try to include the experiences that you do have that demonstrate the skills that you can apply most to the fashion styling field. Now the next do, you wanna be wise with margin space. Now I get it, you're going into a creative field, but this does not mean your resume has to look like an Italian food menu. And I, I have to say, because I've seen it. So what I mean by that is all of the text was funneled down to the center of the page. And there is like a good two inches of white space on each side of the page. So please don't do this. As I mentioned, resume space is precious. So stick to a format that gives you the most out of the eight by 11 page. Like you want to be able to include the most information on that one page. Now, the next thing is to keep it to one page. The people hiring you for an internship or an assistant position are hiring for an extra pair of hands. So that means they don't really have all the time in the world to glance over more than one page that, you know, to give a quick glimpse, um, see a quick glimpse of your experience. So even after you complete your internships and you make your way into the working world, this rule still stands. So if a professional with 15 years of experience can condense their experience into one page, trust, you can too. I've received, um, you know, interns applying to me with three to five page resumes. And I'm like, um, okay, so keep it to one page. We don't have time to, you know, read all that. 
last but certainly not least for the do's, you want to keep it simple. So the focus of your resume should be on your experience and not on, you know, distracting colors or distracting fonts. Stick to a text. And if you're feeling wild, go ahead, add a little border, you know, add a little design or something. But unless you're 100,000 million percent confident that your graphic design skills are on point, I urge you to stay away from any crazy designs on your resume um, that you think might look cute. Now, going back to fonts a little bit, stick to something professional like serif fonts, such as um, Cambria, Georgia, and my personal favorite and go-to, Times New Roman, which is always professional. So whatever you decide to do in life, don't ever use comic sans if you want to be taken seriously. That is all as far as fonts. <laughs> now let's move on to some don'ts. So the first one has been a topic of debate and I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Don't include a photo of yourself. Now, unless this was a position where your looks actually matter, such as acting or modeling, this is so unnecessary. To me personally, it's a little awkward because even though we don't and we shouldn't judge people by how they look, it's kind of inevitable to develop an idea of what a person might be like judging by their photo, you know? Like, you know, we always like to say we don't judge, but if you look at someone, you're gonna come up with an idea of who they are in your head. So you want your skills and experience to do all the talking. So that's just my personal advice is to just don't, you know, include a photo. It, it shouldn't matter what you look like. Now, next thing you don't want to do is mention obvious skills. So it's 2019 newsflash. Everybody knows Microsoft Word. So no need to use the precious resume space mentioning this. It's pretty much expected at this point. So instead of look, um, you know, listing those skills, look for the skills that are actually listed on the internship or job posting. And if you actually possess them, put it on your resume. So this is just a little hack. This ensures that your resume gets past any hiring software that weaves out the um, resumes that don't have the skills that we're looking for, because that is a thing. So may, um, it makes you look more ideal when you actually mention the exact skills that a position calls for. So take advantage of that. Next thing you want to do is don't be afraid to distinguish different areas. And by that, I mean, make sure your resume isn't all just one font, one size, like don't give the recruiter a hard time. Be very generous using bold and, you know, maybe italicized, use slightly different fonts to distinguish different areas. So no one wants to hunt for where your education ends and your experience starts. So what I always do is I highlight or bold the words such as experience and then my actual experience that I'm listing out, my previous jobs. I, you know, just have it in a regular font such as Times New Roman. Um, not bolded, not italicized or anything. So just what I'm saying is make it easy on the eyes for the person reading your resume to be able to quickly search for what they're searching for. So if they're looking for your skills, they could easily find that. It is, it's not all, you know, one page looking exactly the same where they have to read through the entire thing. So next, don't. And again, this is another little controversial one. So, you know, use it your discretion. I say you don't have to put an objective. 
So like I said, it's been a subject of debate. And I honestly feel like if I'm sending you my resume, my objective is to get this job. <laughs> so I mean, this is really up to you, but this goes back to resume space. I'd rather use up my resume space talking about my experience and how I can help the company or help that stylist rather than using up those lines talking about how much of a go-getter I am and a team player. Like, I don't know. That's just me. <laughs> Next don't is including references straight off the bat. Now, if they didn't ask for it, then don't include it. In the fashion industry, your resume, sorry, your reputation is everything. So all this resume talk, I'm like, resume, resume, resume. <laughs> but your reputation is everything. And, you know, a lot of people want to be in fashion, but they don't realize how much hard work it is. So employers want to hear from another professional who can vouch for you that you're actually going to be able to put in the work. And when that time comes, they will ask for it. So I'm not saying don't include res um, references at all i'm just saying wait till they actually ask for it so i just you know i just saved you another line right there so those are my top resume do's and don'ts and if you enjoyed these tips again please be sure to subscribe leave a review and be sure to tune into our next episode so i will catch you guys next time bye